Dan Dick out here for Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Recap of tonight's game against St. Mary's, the Gales out of Moraga in Las Vegas at the Orleans Casino. The WCC tournament title game uh, was all Gonzaga straight from the tip off. Uh, they ended up winning 77-59, as I'm sure you're very well aware of if you're a Gonzaga fan. But 58% from uh, the field, 8 of 14 from the three-point line. Defensively, they forced St. Mary's 33% from the field. Um, Double-digit turnovers for St. Mary's. When you just look at the numbers, the numbers were dominant. The numbers uh, share a lot of the story. Uh, Drew Timmy became Gonzaga's all-time leading scorer uh, over the course of the game, which was uh, incredible and a fun um, uh, anecdote to the game. Uh, put kind of one more stamp on his illustrious career, but he was the only Zag that really kind of battled with foul trouble to any certain point, but it didn't really impact him and in the game too much. Uh, he only played 20 minutes because of that four fouls, but in the 20 minutes that he played, Good Lord, he was dominant. 18 points, 8 of 10 from the field. St. Mary's had no answer for him on the interior uh, during the game. Malachi Smith continues his strong play. Uh, 14 points, 5 of 9 from the field. Nolan Hickman, I thought, played really well. 12 points, 4 of 5 from beyond the three-point line. Seemed to have a real calming presence to his game last night. And when you look at the course of the career of the season, um, that's kind of been uh you know a a recurring theme the continued growth uh maturation and evolution of, of nolan hickman so i thought he played a really good game julian strother had 10 in his hometown so during the course of the three years that he's been with gonzaga he's gone back to his hometown of las vegas been undefeated in the conference tournament has won the conference title three times so he's got to feel good about that he's got to feel proud about that who knows if he's going to make it a fourth because he may test the waters and stay in the NBA draft this year. But when you look at the numbers uh, for St. Mary's mentioned 33 points or 33% from the field uh, just isn't going to, to get it done against Gonzaga. We've seen Gonzaga's defense improve throughout the course of the year. Last night was evident, but Logan Johnson was the only one who could really, who really seemingly got it going uh, for um, St. Mary's finished with 20 points. Uh, but the two other leading scorers, uh, the two other consistent scorers, guys that have given Gonzaga problems uh, in a couple different matchups this year, really struggled. Um, uh, Mitchell Saxon, two of seven from the field. Aiden Mahaney, two of eight from the field. When you looked at uh, ball screen coverages for Gonzaga last night, I thought they were really good. Uh, they didn't allow Mahaney to, to find any cracks, any openings to be able to attack and pick and rolls, whether to score for himself, because at this moment in his career, uh, that, that's his strength is scoring or find guys on pocket passes or, uh, you know, seizes the defense leaning and help side fires a, a skip pass or, or a throwback pass to an open shooter. So Gonzaga and their defensive coverages and pick and roll uh, was really good. They, they've shown throughout the year um, the ability to grow on that side of the floor, and I think that was evident last night. They did some of the three-quarter press uh, last night. Uh, I thought that's uh, important again. I mentioned it in the pregame preview that that was going to be important, something to keep an eye out on. Gonzaga was really good when they went to it. Um, but all in all, Gonzaga stretched that lead out 
to over 30 on multiple occasions. Uh, it was a dominant performance uh, from start to finish. If you look at the 125 game minutes that were played Gonzaga St. Mary's this year, Gonzaga was the better team for probably about 115 of those minutes. Um, you know, they, they controlled the game for 100. I can't, maybe I can't say they were the better team for 115 minutes. They controlled the game for 115 minutes. They were the better team uh, for a good portion of those 115 minutes. Um, you know, and I think when you also look big picture, the defense for Gonzaga has really kind of, I don't want to say evolved because that's not fair, but it's it's improved over the last month of the season, six weeks of the season, in particular since that uh, LMU loss at home. They, they've they really bought in um, to the defensive schemes that that are, are being presented to them, whether it's ball screen coverages, uh, help side coverages, uh, post coverages. Uh, they've become a much more in tune on that end of the floor. Offensively, I'm never worried about Gonzaga. You know, three of the last four years, they've led the league or led the country in offensive efficiency. That hasn't changed this year. They lead the country in scoring, uh, field goal percentage. Uh, they are a juggernaut on the offensive end. But if Gonzaga is going to make it to an eighth straight Sweet 16, defensively was where you're going to have to see their uh, improvement without having the brackets released yet. And, and we'll do some talking uh, in the coming days about uh, possible matchups, bracketology um, ideas that are out there um, locations w without looking at any of this, any of those ideas. I think Gonzaga is poised for another run in the NCAA tournament. I, I think they are a second weekend team and the way college basketball is this year, if you can get to that second weekend, who knows? You can make it all the way to Houston in the Final Four because I don't think there is any true dominant team. Uh, I think the, the closest that you have to a dominant team is Houston. Um, but they squeaked by uh, against um, Memphis just last weekend where they had to rely on a last-second buzzer-beating game-winning shot from 15 feet. Um, Alabama, a lot of people think they are the favorites. Uh, because they've got a top five offense, a top five defense. But lo and behold, Gonzaga beat them by 20 earlier this season. And that's before Gonzaga really locked in defensively and, and showed a lot of improvement. So um, UCLA is good. Purdue's good. Uh, there's a lot of teams that have on paper and with analytics a better makeup than Gonzaga um, in a mixture offensive defensively. But the offense, because of what they can do, uh, I think gives them a shot in any game. And the fact that their defense has been improving, um, as mentioned, the last month, six weeks at, at a rapid clip, I think it provides a, a lot of excitement and a lot of interest for, for Gonzaga fans to really think that maybe they can get back to that second weekend. Maybe they can make a deeper run than that. But it's going to be fun to, to watch. It's going to be fun to to kind of prognosticate about it's going to be fun to, to debate about it's going to be fun uh just to follow so um gonzaga again a big time statement win in the wcc tournament title game in vegas it's looking like they are a lock for a three seed depending on how some of the other um conference tournaments shake out over the next three four days they could be maybe even a two seed, but um, always fun to uh, project that, think about what that might be. But I think the biggest thing for Gonzaga would be is where they are located at. Are they going to be in Sacramento? Are they going to be in Denver? Will they, they be shipped out a little bit further? Who knows? So 
For Gonzaga Nation SI, thanks for checking us out, listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, or review. If you've got a topic you want myself to cover on a podcast, or if you've got something that's pressing that you have a question for about Adam and I, we will be recording uh, later this week for our weekly episode. So thanks again. Check us out. Take care. Have a great day. And go Zags.